podcast featuring a unique introspection in each episode. In this episode, we hear from Hamid Gofrani, Regional Academic Lead for the Ismaili Tariqa and Religious Education Board in Canada. In this episode, he reflects on the question of character education from a philosophical and historical point of view. With all the changes to our lives in the 21st century, Hamid explores the question of who is in charge of educating good human beings in this complex and often troubled time. The role of tradition, or absence of it, in moral and character education is the focus of this introspection. Who teaches character in the 21st century? In 1916, Henry Ford famously declared, history is more or less bunk. It's tradition. We don't want tradition. We want to live in the present, and the only history that is worth a tinker's dam is the history that we made today. What Ford and many after him are acknowledging is the idea that history sometimes gets in the way of invention and innovation. It holds back development by burdening the present with too many justifications for not doing new things. The counter view, as John Orit in the Forbes magazine puts it, is that history, if not the mother of invention, is at least its maiden aunt. As the Spanish philosopher George Santiana says, those who cannot remember the past are doomed to repeat it. But is the past or tradition just an academic reference for the issues we face today? Or should one's communal history and tradition actually become the guiding compass for imagining a better and richer future? As someone with a background in anthropology of education and as an educational researcher deeply tied to our community, I genuinely wonder, in a world of biotech, alternative and virtual realities, artificial intelligence, climate change, space travel. What is the place of traditional knowledge systems? In anticipation of huge changes to human society, scholars of education have crafted a set of skills and knowledge necessary under this umbrella of 21st century education. And the big claim of 21st century education is that we need to shift towards competencies, uh, you know, characteristics, mindsets, skills, and away from knowledge-based education of 20th century, simply because the knowledge that students acquire will be outdated in a matter of a few years, if not even months. And also because real-time access to knowledge and information is almost a reality now uh, and more so uh, in, in the future. Even now, employers are increasingly valuing soft skills, such as teamwork and leadership skills, uh, as important determinants of uh, occupations and wages. Uh, some studies have found that competencies such as perseverance, grit, tenacity are uh, sometimes a more accurate predictor of uh, quote-unquote success than IQ scores. Additionally, and increasingly, terms like ethical leadership, 
social responsibility, moral reasoning, and civic literacies are common in today's educational and uh, professional uh, discourse. As someone with a foothold in both secular education as well as in religious education, I can't help by, but notice that so many of the educational competencies uh, of 21st century uh, education have their own life, history, and shape within uh, various faith traditions, including my own. When we talk about uh, intrapersonal competencies, such as self-regulation, grit, perseverance, or interpersonal ones, such as social responsibility and civic engagement, we use competency as this complex notion, which includes knowledge, skills, attitudes, mindsets, and so on. But it also gets very close to this notion of uh, the classic notion of character trait. Now, the liberal secular literature uh, tries to keep away from the language of character education because it has traditionally um, religious connotations. Character education or educating good human beings with ability to live up to their full human potential has traditionally been the purview of religion, arts, and humanities. Now, with the prevalence of technology, social media, and internet coinciding with what seems to be a decentralization of the role of the family uh, and religious uh, institutions, um, it would seem that secular education is or should be filling the gap of what is still very much needed. And I ask myself, is the take-up of character education in schools uh, or through uh, formal institutions, uh, is that something I feel comfortable with? What are the driving forces for schools to create, quote-unquote, good citizens? Um, what are the potential costs of relying on schools for this kind of education? And to look at this, uh, or to examine this, we, we need to look at a bit of history, which is beyond this, this podcast. But generally speaking, when you look at the history of the past 200 years, at least in the Western societies, and particularly in the United States, you can see that it would be very foolish to pretend that in these societies and in secular societies, uh, there is no character education going on. Moral education has always been the underlying current in the national educational systems, uh, even though the objectives have significantly shifted as the political economy of these societies have shifted. Now, what we see is that schools have long been institutions to build citizens according to certain value systems, uh, which will uphold various societal institutions, including the political economy. For this reason, while I find um, myself excited by the promises of 21st century education, which emphasizes the values of persistence, self-regulation, empathy, cultural awareness, self-awareness, motivation, and so on, I can't help but worry that divorcing these so-called competencies from an overarching vision for the world and the role of humans in it might be a bit problematic. In the absence of a deeper purpose and vision, 
you know, the why question. Will we all simply be educated as good citizens inclined to serve the current political and economic system within which we will live and be educated? Also, from a very practical and utilitarian point of view, I'm not sure if it is in fact possible to inculcate some of these mindsets, such as self-regulation, empathy, and so on, without that larger overarching and motivating vision. Now, this of course doesn't mean that religious visions of character education, at least in the traditional sense, are necessarily the, the solution, as many of these traditions have found it challenging to adapt to a very rapidly changing world and to move away from a very didactic, hierarchical models of knowledge, which is somewhat removed from the democratic political economy of 21st century. Having said that, religious traditions uh, do provide a very potent model of character education centered around self-regulation, empathy, resilience, self-awareness, integrity, having a purpose, and so on. And there is an incredible overlap between these character traits and competencies uh, prescribed by 21st century education framework. So to go back to the question we started from, what is the role of tradition in 21st century, if any? It seems to me that moral and character education in its traditional sense is still a potentially important focus for current and future educational systems. Perhaps through exchanges between contemporary secular and religious traditions um, of education, in their diversity, the central promises of character education or inculcating competencies can be fulfilled. And to just provide one example, for example, IS's uh, Talim and especially the secondary curriculum, which is the newer one, are attempts at marrying these two approaches to, to education, to moral and character education. Cosmopolitan ethics, as articulated by Mulan Hazirimam, can be seen as an overarching vision from which both religious and secular education models can draw inspiration. I will end this uh, talk by a, a quote from uh, Mulan Hazirimam, uh, who speaks of such a marriage and what should be the end goal of such education. In a world of rapid change, an agile and adaptable mind, a pragmatic and cooperative temperament, a strong ethical orientation, these are increasingly the keys to effective leadership. And I would add to this list a capacity for intellectual humility, which keeps one's mind constantly open to a variety of viewpoints and which welcomes pluralistic exchange. Thank you. For fresh episodes of The Reflect, visit our website at the.ismaili slash The Reflect. Did you know The Ismaili now has a podcast? You can find this series along with much more by searching for The Ismaili Podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe for new episodes. Thank you.